We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas, at Nick Dayas 10 as you can find me. Veteransminimum.com as you can find all things VM. We have a loaded episode, Super Bowl preview, props edition. Kenny joins me. Kenny Betts Big joins me. But I do want to just do some housekeeping notes, and then I have to address Kyrie Irving. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Kyrie Irving. But Want to let everyone know that this is a three-episode week. Would love for you guys to tag us that you're listening. Spread the word, especially for the Super Bowl props edition. If you paid close attention to the episode last year, the same game parlay that I ended up hitting on, we basically talked about all of those players and all of those things that happened. So tag us. Let us know that you're listening. Tell your friends. Tell anyone that is going to bet on the Super Bowl because every year, the handle for the Super Bowl just keeps going up and up. And with sports betting becoming more and more accessible to so many different people, now we're up to over 30 states allow sports betting in the United States. So more and more people are going to be doing this. So the numbers are only going to go up. But with that said, I do want to talk about Kyrie Irving. And for the people who have been listening to the show for a long period of time, and I've been listening from the early days, you knew my infatuation with James Harden and the Rockets. You knew how I felt about them. You knew how loyal I was to them. I, I had gotten league pass for the Rockets, and I was so convinced that he was the MVP the year that he didn't win it, and Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double, and I feel like I was on the right side of history, though they didn't give that award to him. I'm also so salty because I was a big bet I made on MVP, but you know how I feel about James Harden. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I put out a video last year when he left and went to the Sixers. And it was basically, the analogy was, if you had a friend and they got divorced five times in eight years, wouldn't you tell your friend that, hey man, it might not be the girl, it might be you. That was James Harden. He's left Houston in shambles. It was always everyone else's fault. It was Dwight Howard's fault. It was Chris Paul's fault. It was Kevin McHale's fault. It was D'Antoni's fault. It was everyone's fault but James Harden. Then he leaves. He goes to Brooklyn. That ends up being a disaster. I think they were 13-3, and three, Harden, Kyrie, and Durant together in Brooklyn. Injuries, all the craziness that went down with there. He ends up leaving. He goes to Philly, right? And I kept saying, like, you know, growing up, you would always hear when someone would go to break up with someone, they would say, oh, it's not you, it's me. No, no, James Harden, it's you. And it leads me to Kyrie Irving, where Kyrie, it's you, bro. It's no one else, it's, but it's you. Since you left the Cavaliers, this is now going to be your fourth team in seven seasons. The Nets received Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, 
a second round pick in 2027, a second round pick in 2029, and a first round pick, <clears throat> the first round pick unprotected in 2029, and the Mavericks receive Kyrie Irving. And the parallels between Kyrie and James Harden are wild to me. And they're both extremely talented. But at some point, you can only deal with someone's BS for so long. And that's what you're seeing with Kyrie in Brooklyn. That's what you saw with him in Boston. That's what you saw with him in Cleveland. Everywhere he's gone, it's been an issue. And I think based on what we've seen, it's going to be the same case in Dallas. I think Dallas making this trade is interesting because they were kind of just going through the motions and they were stuck where they are. And especially come playoff time, they were very easy to game plan against. Remember in the playoffs, you play the same team for 10 to 12 days in a row. It's not you're playing Washington, then you're playing Brooklyn, then you're playing the Knicks. It's like, no, this team is going to be able to game plan against you. And that's why you've seen Luka, he'll get his, but then there's no one else to help him along the way. And that's why them making this move, I think, could be interesting in the playoffs because you're going to have two of the best five guys on the floor at all times with Kyrie and Luka. But I just think that with Kyrie Irving and with James Harden and, and some of these guys, and even like someone hit me up and asked me if Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers are the same player. And to me, I say yes and no. And the reason why I say that is because at least Rodgers did all of this and his, his the toxicness around him has been in Green Bay only. But he's thrown a lot of people under the bus. Kyrie throws people under the bus. He always blames everyone else but himself. It's always the young rookie wide receivers that there's an issue with in Green Bay. It's never it's never Aaron Rodgers. It's never Kyrie. It's always everyone else. And I think in the end of the day, you just got to look at it and say the same thing that I said about James Harden many years back where, bro, it's no one else but you. And it's going to fall on Kyrie again. And if you want to get in the Kyrie business, you're getting an amazing talent. You're getting a, a, a top 50 player of all time and and from a point guard perspective like there's never been a guy to handle a basketball the way he does however is it worth it the headache the constant headache that comes with him and that's why I think Brooklyn was just like dude you know what it's never good enough it's never good enough for you let's just try to get out of this not get stuck in a four-year 190 million dollar contract that is projected for him to sign wherever he signs in the offseason if it happens to be with Dallas then it's Dallas but to me, the parallels between James Harden and Kyrie Irving, that's why it was hilarious that they were both on the same team together. It's just, it's too much, man. It's too much. And the Mavericks now went from 25 to 1 to 14 to 1 to win the title. So they're telling you that they feel pretty good about Kyrie going there. But they did lose some important pieces in Spencer Dinwiddie and in DFS leaving Dallas. And if you go back to the offseason, too, they lost Jalen Brunson, who at the time, Everyone laughed at the contract that he got with the Knicks, but he's been outplaying that contract, and he's a legitimate point guard that the Knicks have now. And you see how much Dallas misses him too. Kyrie is an amazing talent. He's a hell of a talent. No one's debating that. However, when it comes to dealing with him on a daily basis or trying to build around him, I think that's where you run into trouble. The same way Houston and Brooklyn and Philly runs into trouble with James Harden. And the end of the day, it's you. And I think these guys have to take some accountability to that and stop blaming others. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. The circus of Kyrie Irving is now headed to Dallas. And it's going to be fun. Like, come playoff time, it's going to be fun. They're going to be a tough out. Look, they went all the way to the conference finals last year without him. And you're getting a guy who will go up and put 40 on any given night. And my favorite thing about Kyrie Irving is that we've seen him in big spots. And he doesn't shy away from the moment. But we've also seen him in big spots like when he was in Boston against Milwaukee where he just completely disappears too. So it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun, but also Kyrie needs to be a little accountable and, and realize that everyone's trying to do great by him, but also he's letting a lot of people down. Like Durant now, that's a whole other conversation. And I really want to get into the sports betting, uh, sports betting and the Super Bowl props because I could go on and on about this NBA stuff going on with Durant and the Nets and Kyrie and all that. But, yeah, man, I just wanted to take this time just to address the trade because we are so heavy into football this week with football coming to an end. And, again, this is the Super Bowl preview episode props edition with Kenny Betts Big. But before we get right into that, 
Nick Chavez, Christopher Villasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Platies, Devin Rondon, Jordan Riley, Ben Kotsian, Thomas Robinson, Mike Wozniak, and Nick Crummich. Thank you all for your contributions to the Patreon. Support the show by going to patreon.com slash veteransminimum. You'll be able to get every single bet that is made by me on a weekly basis, whether it's soccer, UFC, NBA, NFL. My whole Super Bowl props will be up there as well. And access to the Discord is free. Just hit the link in the bio below. All right, enough about that. Let's get to this episode with my guy, Kenny Betts Big. Joining me now is my guy, Kenny Betts Big, as always on Mondays with the Monday winners. Kenny, what's good, bro? What's going on, Nick? Happy to, uh, you know, happy to be back on the show with you. Last week of football, so, you know, bittersweet feeling. Obviously, you know, no, no more football going forward, but we got a good game at least, so I'm excited. Yeah, man. It's, it's always bittersweet. I think that's the best way to put it. I always like to take a little time after football while continuing the work and continuing the content to experiment, have some fun, come up with new ideas. Also, already we've had some discussions about planning for next football season because, uh, you know, summer comes along and then before you know it, everyone's at training camp, dude. Things really do breeze by. So it's cool, man. It's it's why we get so excited that football is happening. And then when it comes to an end, we, we it's a little bittersweet. But I'm ready to rock and roll, dude. Are you Are you pumped for this game or what? Hell yeah, man. It's uh so I, I've been selling picks for probably I guess like almost four or five years now. And this is the biggest bet I've ever sent out to uh any of my clients. So pretty excited. A little bit of pressure, but I feel good about it. So definitely excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's the right two teams, which is always good. I always like asking everybody anytime I talk to them about this type of stuff, is if you feel as if the right two teams are here and we've agreed last week too when we were talking about it but I do have a lot of interesting tidbits about this game in particular bro and it's a matchup between two teams that they're familiar with one another a lot of personnel from one team to another some players also so I'm ready to dive into it man with the props how about you yeah, yeah. I'm not like I told you, I'm not a big prop guy, but I, I did a little research just for the show for the listeners. Um, so yeah, I, I got a couple uh, gems at my sleeve for you. What's your approach? I mean, you say you don't really do props, but is what's the big reason why you don't do these props as a pro better? Just like, uh, it's just not what it's got me here, you know? Mm. Um, I, I do dabble. I don't want to say I don't ever bet props. I do bet them occasionally if I feel um you know there's a good spot you know big mismatch like uh during during the playoffs i hit on it twice i took both quarterbacks who were facing the eagles so daniel jones and brock purdy under their passing yards um you know i said it on your show i said it on moxie bets the eagles have only allowed two quarterbacks all season to throw over 215 passing yards um so i got daniel jones under 219 and brock purdy under 221 so those those were two props I, i did take um, but you, you know, it's, I guess it's more of like a frustrating feeling, you know, like, let me ask you, are you, is there something like you're really good at? Like, let's say UFC, right? You, I know you're a big UFC guy. So there's a big UFC card. You feel very good about it. And you also sprinkle a few bets on college basketball. Let's just say, I, I know you don't bet college basketball, but say hypothetically, and you crush the UFC card, but then you end up doing bad on the college basketball bets. So instead of having a great Saturday, you ended up losing a little bit because you didn't stick to what what got you there, right? What you're good at. So it's kind of like me. It's it, you know I had a couple weeks early in the season where I was crushing the bets side the sides like spreads, and the props I was taking were were not going my way. So um, I just cut it out early. Oh, bro, I've been there so many times. I don't know how long you want this pot to go. Where I've made bets on things that <laughs> I like or I feel confident in betting. And then I'll be out with, with the boys at the bar. There'll be a random Friday night Lakers-Pelicans game on. They'll be like, yo, we're all in on Zion over. I'm like, all right, fuck it. What's $20? Well, what's $20 here? What's $20 there? Before you know it, I'm down $180 because of these uh, $20 here, $20 there. So I know all about that, bro, when it comes <laughs> to betting on things that 
having too big of a betting card is a blessing and a curse, right? Because if you do feel strong about a lot of things, like I do in this particular Super Bowl, it could go great if you go like nine and one and you straight bet most of them. And last year on the show, when we did this version of the show, if you were paying close attention, we gave out a parlay, a same game parlay that hit. We were big on T. Higgins over. We were big on T. Higgins scoring a touchdown. We loved Odell last year to score a touchdown. Cooper Cup was going to score a touchdown. It was the most obvious bet on the board, Kenny, which is pretty interesting because there's one I think that everyone has been hammering. And I also feel like it's the right side, too. We'll get to that in a little bit. And then we said how Chase was probably going to be occupied by Jalen Ramsey, and he was. And then T. Higgins went crazy at over 100 yards. He also had a big score on Jalen Ramsey as well. So, And we liked the under in last year's game and, and the Rams to bring home that ticket that I had from the beginning of the season. So I'm, I'm excited, man, and I can't wait to get into this. But there are – I want to do this a little bit like a, a, a do's or and don'ts for betting props, Kenny. And okay. as long as – this is how I feel about betting sometimes, bro. Because – I know you and I are different because this is like how you make your money. This is your livelihood. This is your profession. Me, it's like a sec secondary third income. You know, I do like to, when I win in, in betting, I like to buy sneakers. I like to, okay. uh, you know, buy, buy shit that I usually wouldn't go and, damn, I'm not going to drop $2,000 on this vacation. But, you know, we just hit this parlay. Why not? Let's go, let's go make it happen. Nick, what do you think it is? Let me see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You like oh. those ones? But you see, the reason why I like buying sneakers, bro, is because, like, I could look at a pair of sneakers and be like, ah, Cooper Cup, baby. Right? You know, like, <laughs> like I, bought, I bought my Grinch Kobe's last year because of the Rams in the Super Bowl. And uh, hopefully my mom never hears this, but I paid close to, like, $1,000 in total <laughs> for those sneakers. And uh, I never would buy those, bro, if it wasn't for me hitting that bet. I'll be honest with you. For as much as I like sneakers, dropping $900 with the shipping on sneakers, is, it's kind of crazy for me. But now I can look at them and be like, ah, Cooper Cup and Stafford got, got going in the fourth quarter. So looking back, was that a, a good purchase? Are you happy with it still? Oh, yeah, dude. Anytime I wear yeah. those sneakers out, bro, they're, they're a conversation starter. I mean, they're impossible not to look at. The Grinch Kobe's my favorite sneaker of all time. With all this being said... When it comes to props, right, and why I'm bringing up this thing about, like, the sneakers and you being a professional, as long as you know that these are dumb or silly bets or that the odds are not in your favor, I don't have a problem with you betting them. Now, if you're doing it professionally, you're probably not doing these kind of bets, but bets to avoid, but they're fun. Anytime TD score. Correct score. If you're into that stuff, they offer that. First scoring play. First touchdown. And... Tell me how you feel about this, but from conversations I've had with professional sports bettors that I've met out here, they hate those kind of bets. They like bets where it's 50-50, meaning it's going to go over or it's going to go under. And if you have a little bit of data and you have a feel to it and, you, and your system is good, maybe you could get like a 53% edge. So it's 53-47. But to me, I like making these bets. I'm not dropping big money on them, but... Like I said before, $20, $25 here and there. I think they're fun. What, what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you said, where if you – bets like that, you kind of almost – especially when you get into like now what's uh, a very popular bet is like these same game parlays, right, where mm. you'll throw in a couple like a touchdown score, uh, a player to go over his yards or under his yards or over his assists, whatever it may be. Like those, those are really becoming very, very popular bets. And, but those are, like you said, those are not long-term winning bets. They're negative, like EV bets, where you're over a long course of time, you're expected to lose a lot more than you win. So yeah, someone like myself, I try to stay away from those things for two reasons. One, I, like you said, I make my living off of doing this. So, you know, $20 here, $100 there, 500 here. Like you said, those things add up. It's not smart for me to do those things. As well, you know, they're fun. Sometimes, like uh, like last year, last football season, I was doing it in the beginning of the season. Uh, I, I, the last one I did was actually with uh, <clears throat> Henry Ruggs. 
on the Raiders <laughs> now in prison. But uh, I, I need I ha- I put like a big same game parlay together, and I just needed Henry Ruggs to score a touchdown. I would have won like twenty three thousand. It was like a thousand to win twenty three grand. Henry Ruggs catches a ball, gets tackled right on the five yard line. I lose. After that, I said no more of these because what happens? You're putting them together. You're looking you're like ah, oh, this is money. And again, like I said, they're just stupid bets. So um, yeah, if you're doing it for fun, great, it's awesome. But if you're trying to be serious about this and you know build your bankroll and you know really you know make an income not smart what's the dumbest bet you've made on the super bowl <laughs> now it, it it doesn't it maybe it hit maybe it didn't but i'm just talking about like has there been an exotic prop and i know you say you haven't been props but like just in general is there like a really dumb one that you made because the biggest bet i've ever made in the super bowl was an exotic prop and i'll explain the story after after you tell me yours so the the dumbest bet that I've made based on the the parameters you're you're putting it in, right? Like probably last year, and it was actually one of the bets I was going to give uh, when when we get into the props that we like. I, I took I started listening to a lot of these shows and you know people talking about different prop bets that are you know uh, are, are money makers and when it comes to the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I was listening. Everyone's talking about it. Pat McAfee was talking about it last year. How the the first kickoff no touchback is a great bet. It's hit going into this year. It's now hit in 28 out of the last 32 Super Bowls. So the odds are definitely on your side looking back <laughs> at the course of history, right? But of course, uh, last year it was the big talk, the, pro- the prop that everyone's hyping up. This is money. You, you got to take it. And of course, Evan <laughs> McPherson drills it in the back of the end zone uh, on the first kickoff. So I guess that would be the, the one stupid one uh, if, if that comes to mind. Yeah, I remember when the Bucks played the Chiefs, we had bet, my friends and I bet, uh, no touchback. And that was a pretty cool visual when the guy took it out. But for me, it was an exotic prop. And sometimes a lot of these exotic props, you can't actually bet them at sports books because they're kind of uh, subjective calls, right? Like there used to be popular ones when Brady and the Pats were in the Super Bowl. It's like, oh, is Giselle going to appear on the screen during the broadcast, right? It's like, well, all right, if, if Robert Kraft is in the shot and she's in the background, does that count? Sportsbooks can't really, they want box score stuff that you could go back in history and be like, all right, this guy had 278 yards passing or he completed 29 of 32, whatever it might be. So they need like a box score. But to me, dude, <laughs> I was so confident Super Bowl 50, it was in San Francisco and it was the panthers and the broncos playing that they were going to show the golden gate bridge and it was like minus 300 and for some <laughs> reason kenny i was so, i was like bro this is the biggest lock ever right because there's a couple of years prior they had the super bowl in new york and they showed Times square and they showed the statue of liberty i'm like bro they're not going to show the golden gate bridge in in the bay area like of course they're going to show that it's a it's a national landmark it's like a city landmark I didn't watch that Super Bowl live, bro. One of the worst days of my life. I got so drunk pre-gaming. The only thing I remember was I went and I kissed my boy's TV because they showed Eli Manning. They brought all the 50 Super Bowl MVPs out. And they had Eli Manning on there. And I'm kissing the TV. And that's all I remember, bro. So when I woke, I passed out in his basement, I wake up. And the first thing I ask, oh, yo, did they show? I didn't even ask who won. I was like, yo, did they show the Golden Gate Bridge? They're like, what? I was like, did they show the Golden Gate Bridge, bro? They're like, dude, the Broncos won the Super Bowl. I'm like, I don't care about that. Yo, it was minus 300. I put $900 on that. It was my whole bank account on one of these offshore accounts, bro. <laughs> Talk about dumb. And I had, to re- yeah, I had to rewatch that Super Bowl on like Tuesday Game Pass because I used to record the show with a bunch of other guys. That was actually the first year we were doing Veterans Minimum. And I had to re-watch the Super Bowl so I could talk about it Wednesday. So I ended up watching the Super Bowl on Tuesday uninterrupted. Just to uh, just to see again that the, the Golden Gate Bridge was never there, right? Nah, they showed it. Yeah. They showed it. Oh, they did? Yeah, so yeah they, they did. But they it was like in the middle of the third quarter, and it was very brief. And it ended up hitting. Oh, I thought you. I thought I thought the story was going a different way. I thought you ended up losing the bet. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, man, that that had to hurt, huh? No, 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 no. It hit, but the story was that I got so drunk I didn't even get to experience not, nothing of that. 
Uh, didn't get to see Cam. Didn't see Von Miller. None of those guys. Yeah, but like realistically, it was probably much better that way, right? Because you would have been sweating. Like oh, a minus 300 bet. It, what you said at the third quarter they showed it? Yeah, like halfway through the yes, third quarter, bro. <laughs> yeah, you would have been sweating. That would have been a, a stressful one for you. And everybody would have been so confused, the ones that didn't know. Because I didn't want to tell people, dude. Like that's another thing. And I put this tweet out, and I want to get your thoughts on this. And everyone chime in at Veterans Minimum on social media. Are you a fan of watching sporting events like the Super Bowl with a bunch of people? Because to me, it's I'm not I'm not a fan, bro. I like I like being by myself watching sporting events. Yeah, no, I I don't enjoy watching really any games with people. To be honest with you, especially if I'm betting them. If if I'm not betting them, um, doesn't really matter to me. But you know, when when I'm putting my money on it, especially I think you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past where. Typically, I bet the opposite of <clears throat> what the general person is betting, right? Like if, you know, a, a Monday night football game, if, you know, the Chiefs are a big favorite, usually everyone's going to bet the Chiefs there. I'm bet typically betting the opposite. So, you know, when, when I'm in a bar setting or at like a friend's house, I, I just don't like those bad energies where they're rooting for the other team. I'm rooting against them. It's just bad vibes. So, yeah, I, I prefer to watch those type of games uh, just by myself at my house. Last year, I hit a same game parlay between the Rams and the Bengals Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl party I went to, everybody was on the Bengals. They all knew that I had a Rams future ticket from the beginning of the year. So the whole week, they're like, yo, who you got? Who you want to win was the best one, right? Like, who you want to win? I'm like, bro, you guys know I have a futures. You guys know I have a futures on the Rams. Obviously, I want them to win. Nah, bro, Joe Burrow, it's his time. I'm like, all right, cool. So I ended up going to this party, and the whole time, anytime the Rams would score, I'd be hyped. And anytime the Bengals were doing something good, I'd be miserable. And then they're all rooting for that. And then at the last drive, I just got up and I was just giving them the DX sign. Like, I was like, suck it, yo. I got what I wanted. But the whole time it was miserable because, like, I also felt bad because, like, they were all on the wrong side of it. And I don't like, I don't like being that guy, too. That's why oftentimes I like just watching shit by myself. Yeah, because, you know, you know, especially when there's money involved, man, like it's, it's just never good, right? <laughs> your friends get pissed off at you. You're pissed off at your friends. So like you said, it's just better to, to avoid those situations. Just chill in the comfort of your own home, watch the game, sit back, stress-free, hopefully, and uh, watch your bet cash and not piss off your friends. Let's start giving out some props. I'll lead off. Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown plus 185, plus 200 in some places. We don't have an official sponsor, so we're not going to give any love to any particular book, Kenny. However, I really like this one. Like Dallas, Dallas Goddard, I like this one. It seems like they haven't unleashed them in the last couple of weeks. He came, he was killing it this year. Him and Hertz from day one have had an amazing chemistry. It's one of the reasons why they let Zach Ertz go also when he went to the Cardinals and then Shout out to him. He ended up signing a contract extension, which I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have signed with Philly. But Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts, they have a thing. They've connected many, many times throughout their tenure together. And they haven't really needed to open up the playbook that much in a long-ass time, bro. The Giants game was over after, like, six minutes of game time. Purdy goes down. <laughs> And at that point, you're like, Giants yo. Game was over before it started. Yeah, yeah, you had, to, you had to go there, right? You had to be a piece of shit. Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? But, but yeah, someone basically, to, right? right? Someone, and someone had to remind the, uh, the, the Giants <laughs> fan high on his high horse. They went, Hurts had gotten hurt, and then Goddard was hurt. So they haven't played in a long time. But I feel like they haven't needed him to really make noise in a while. And now it's the Super Bowl, bro. You got to put... You're all in, right? You're not, you're not keeping anything secretive. You're going out with a bang. And I think Dallas Goddard, this matchup against the Chiefs, I think is great for him. I also think the matchup for the other tight end is also great too. We'll get to him in a second. But I love Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown. I like his receptions over four and a half. Uh, take the over on that also. And I think this could be a big Dallas Goddard game. I'm, I'm also, I might dabble in a couple of two touchdowns for Dallas Goddard at 15 to one, Kenny, how do you, how do you feel about Dallas Goddard? I, I like Dallas Goddard. Uh, you know, I, for anyone that listens to the Moxie bet show that I do, 
I, I've given a couple tight ends like throughout the course of the playoffs to score. So I like that. What do you think of like parlaying Dallas Goddard and Kelsey to score? I know Kelsey anytime touchdowns probably one of the most heavily bet props. But like you said, last year Cooper Cup was seen just like the squarest bet on the board, but it hit right. So um, I feel like Kelsey will probably find the end zone too. I love that you mentioned that because I I'll go on social media and I'll try to get a get an understanding of what everyone's feeling, right? And and I've gotten a couple of tweets, I've gotten a couple of Discord messages where I'm like, yo, you can't bet on Travis Kelsey. It's too obvious. I was like, well, mm-hmm. so was Cooper Cup last year, minus one fifty anytime touchdown. It's like, bro, that's a crazy line, right? He ended up scoring two. So it's again, it's the Super Bowl. What we were just talking about with Dallas Goddard, where they're not gonna they're not gonna run end the rounds to like backup tight ends. They're not gonna do shuffle passes to backup. Like they're going down with what got him here. And Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. I love that one, man. Plus plus three eighty five, both tight ends to score in the Super Bowl anytime. I think that's an interesting one, and it kind of segues into how I feel about Kelsey. I think it feels square. It feels so obvious, but I'll be shocked, especially with some of the concerns for the wide receivers coming into this game, Kenny, for Kansas City. I don't want to use the L word, bro, because it never goes well when you drop the L word, but it's close to it, man, for Kelsey to score a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's especially when you watch like that Bengals game, right? And on that fourth down play, Mahomes is running around in the backfield and finds, you know, Kelsey in the end zone. It's just the connection these guys have is is crazy. Uh, I think I was reading that, they need like two more touchdowns to pass Brady and Gronk or tie Brady and Gronk for the most uh, playoff touchdowns all time. So, you know, I'm sure the, I'm sure those guys are aware of, you know, where they're at in, in the standings there too. And uh, yeah, I think Kelsey should definitely find the end zone. I think you could probably take Kelsey over yards, over, you know, reception over yeah receptions and uh, you'll probably hit those two. But like you said, I, I typically don't like to bet those square bets. So when, for me, I'm looking at it as like, ah, I can't bet those things, but they usually end up hitting. So uh, why not? And if you remember last week when we recorded, I mentioned how if you like someone over, please bet it right away. Because come kickoff, the lines are going to be wild. And I have some examples here. Travis Kelsey opened up at 73 and a half. It's at 79 and a half now. A.J. Brown at 67 and a half. It's at 72 and a half. And the only one that has gone down has been Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco props because they just activated CEH. So I don't know exactly what kind of a role he's going to have. I feel like they should go with Pacheco, which leads me into another prop that I really like. Pacheco over 50 yards is plus 102. I think he's their loser. Yeah, on the ground. This is just Russia. And... He didn't hit on it last time in the conference championship game, but he went over his total yards because they were using him out the backfield as well, which also sucked too, bro, because I went to use the bathroom and I come back and I see Pacheco is like running for 30, for 30 yards. I'm like, oh, let's go. I got his over. And then they show the replay and it was like a screen pass. I'm like, oh, of course, it's not rushing. But <laughs> Pacheco, I think he's earned, like, I, I think Pacheco has gotten to a point now with Kansas City where he's earned their trust. He ran really, really well in the playoffs and especially in that last game where if you didn't trust them in those games, you wouldn't have had them out there. So the idea that they don't trust them in the Super Bowl, I think is wild to me. So I like Pacheco to get over 50 yards. It's 49 and a half. So you get plus 102 on him to have alternate rush line of 50 yards, Kenny. Yeah, I, I like Pacheco. Um, I, I think the Chiefs will probably end up sticking with him. You know, McKinnon's use down the stretch has dwindled to almost non-existent if you look at the game against the Bengals and the Clyde Edwards Edwards Hilaire bringing him back you know could be just more smoke and mirrors to kind of throw off the Philly you know their their scheme that they're trying to cook up on defense but uh, I, I like Pacheco I've actually seen a lot of people um hopping on like his receptions props like over yards and over catches I guess the last few games he's kind of been trending up um catching the ball out of the backfield so you know maybe you can look to to jump on a few of those one that I like, and I think uh, the, the numbers kind of support this too. You, you talked about Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins under one and a half receptions for the Eagles. In games where Dallas Goddard's played plays, he gets like I think he's averaging under two targets a game. When Dallas Goddard's not in the, on the t- in the lineup, 
he's getting closer around five targets a game. So um, huge drop off when Dallas Goddard's playing versus when he's not playing. So I think, you know, if you want to take a couple, you know, under props, you could go Quiz Watkins under receptions. I like that one. I like it. Anytime you have a guy coming back into the lineup, what it does to the rest of them. Like there's always, there was always like a false narrative of when Jamar Chase is out of the lineup, how, oh my God, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are going to go crazy. Actually wasn't the case at all. They were more productive when Chase is in the lineup as opposed to being out. Smaller sample size. I think it was like a three or four game sample size. But the point remains how oftentimes you'll get guys where the public perception, I know you've talked about this in the past, how you like to hear what the conversation is going to be around certain players. And when you're looking at a team like Philadelphia, them now finally having their all of their options at receiver and at tight end, it takes away from other guys, right? Like, you know, A.J. Brown is going to get his, Devontae Smith is going to get his, and now Dallas Goddard. I like that one, though. Under one and a half? I can see it. Yeah. He'll probably get a chance, yeah, I mean, though. I think he'll, he'll have a chance to make a play. Like, they'll, they'll hit him deep. And, you know, he could have, like, a, a one for 68 and a touchdown line that hits your bet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you know? yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the guy, like I said, the guy's getting averaging 1.9 targets right. per game when Dallas Goddard's in the lineup. So he's not even getting two targets, let alone two catches. So, um, yeah, I think there's some value on that one for sure. This one is more of a – it's a – it's like a game prop, and it's – Kenneth Gainwell, this is a little bit of a long shot. You can find this at 15 to 1. Kenneth Gainwell to have the most rushing yards in this game. Dude, it happened in the division. It, it, it happened in the divisional round against the Giants. He had over hundred and I think he had like 115 yards on the ground. And they they feature him a lot more. I don't want to say it's 50-50. But he'll get like eight to ten carries. And especially if game script, if this is one I would say where I find it interesting if you think Philly's gonna win, I would probably play this. I don't think Philly's gonna win, but I think this one jumped out to me as I was just kind of looking at the whole board. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's probably like one you would just sprinkle on, I'm assuming, right? Because right. what'd you say it was plus fifteen hundred? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like you said, if you, if you think Philly's going to win the game and be up and, you know, kind of abandon the pass and try and control clock with their dominant run game, yeah, it's, it's not a bad not a bad play at all. What's Miles Sanders to lead, lead the game? Miles Sanders to lead the game in rushing is plus 105. That's a good one, too. Okay. A plus number? Yeah, it's not bad. What about Hurts? What's Hurts? Plus 250. Isaiah Pacheco, plus 300. Then you got Gainwell and McKinnon at 14 to 1. And then Pat Mahomes at 23 to 1. <laughs> Imagine that one, huh? Dude, you remember a couple of years ago in the in the Niners Super Bowl, the ending to that game with the kneel downs and how Mahomes was over his rushing yards and then he went under with the kneel downs. A lot of people were pissed, bro. Yeah, and it's funny because not, you know as betting becomes so much bigger, right? Like that was one of the first times it was, I guess, betting was like really mainstream and it, it kind of got blown out of, not blown out of proportion, but it, it was more highlighted, right? How, how those kneel downs affected things. And then like this year we had the, um, the incident where like Devonte Smith lateral the ball back. Right. And, and that lowered his receiving yards. Um, so he went from being over his receiving yards to under his receiving yards and people lost money on that. And it's funny because you don't really see things like that. And then when it happens, it's like, oh, that's a first. So I have a couple of interesting tidbits on Jalen Hurts. He's gone under his, his passing yards are 243 and a half. He's gone under in all but five games this year. So he's only surpassed 244 yards in this case, only five times this year. Um, Jalen Hurts is a unique player at quarterback because I feel like watching Philly when when they're up he still like throws which is weird because he's a quarterback that when when he needs to make plays he'll look to run as opposed to pass and this is whether they're winning or they're losing he still likes to get his on the ground 
I kind of like the under on Jalen Hurts passing yards at 243 and a half. I like that. I mean, but again, I guess that depends what your what you your game script, you, the game flow is that you think, sure. right? Like personally, I think the Chiefs are going to be up. So like mm-hmm. I like Jalen Hurts over half an interception. It's like plus 115. You know, I think the Eagles are going to have to rely on Jalen Hurts' arm more in this game uh, rather than their run game. And, you know, I think we'll see him probably make a mistake. But again, that could play into him going over his passing yards. You know, it, it's the Super Bowl is interesting because, like you said, a lot of these, there's so many bets that are not usually available. You know, you, just like special props. Like I was looking at a few where like the, did you see the cross sport props? Yeah. Where it was like, well, the Eagles score more than Tyrese Maxey. And there was like a spread on like on, on that. They're pretty cool. Like I haven't seen those before. Yeah. I mean, dude, now I think some places have over like 3000 props you could bet on in, in the Super Bowl, which is wild. <laughs> Bro, I remember yeah. when I first got into sports betting, I think there was like a hundred props for the whole game. Now there's, there's like a hundred props just on the defense, like defensive ends alone is like a hundred props. It's, it's crazy how much more, and you're only going to get more and more, right? There was another one I saw, which was like uh, more points. I think it was like Jalen Brown or the the Chiefs offense, like something like that too, because like the matchup was, I think they're playing Memphis. And you get a bunch of those too, dude. You get like goals scored by Mbappe versus Patrick Mahomes touchdown passes. Like it's it's crazy, (laughs) which leads me to one of the props that I really like. And again, I hate using the L word, but... Unless he gets hurt, he got to throw more than two touchdowns in this game, no? Mahomes, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... No, 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 no. You don't even believe that because I saw the hesitation, bro. I know you enough. Why, why are you not that confident in that? Well, because, again, like, what if he runs one in? And that, you know what I mean? Like, there's always, what if they run a trick play and the running back throws a touchdown? Like in the Super Bowl, like there's so much weird shit that happens because they just empty the playbook and you might get robbed of a touchdown down at the goal line. So again, yeah, it's it's when you're looking at it at face value, it's a great bet. But there's also so many little variables that could come into play as to why you don't hit that. It's it's kind of like, you know, look look at earlier this year where DraftKings, you know, I know and I know we're not sponsored here, but We'll put DraftKings on on the, <laughs> the skillet right now. So Dra- DraftKings, they they put a, a a profit boost on like a, it was like a Monday Night Football game. Justin Herbert yep. threw one touchdown. Yeah, he didn't throw one touchdown. Probably the only game he didn't throw a touchdown in his so, career. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like so, of course, yeah. It sounds like a lock. You know, the L word. We're, you know, we're not going to use it because we're we're not you know idiots out here. But you you just never know. Um, so. Yeah, that's why I made that face. <laughs> Dude, over one and a half touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes is minus 210. And if you parlay that, you parlay that with over 250 yards passing for Mahomes, which there's been a big, his, his total is at 292 and a half, right? But I'm saying on the alternate, you do 250 yards passing and over one and a half touchdowns you get minus 120. There's this huge conversation going around Philadelphia, and it has to do with the Eagles' defense. They have the number one pass defense in the league. However, the list of quarterbacks that they've played... Terrible. It's very suspect. Yeah. (laughs) Daniel Jones, three times. Cooper Rush. Heineke. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence and like the worst thunderstorm, rainstorm I've seen in Philadelphia ever. The Which top- the Jaguars jumped out to a huge lead in that game. Right, right. They jumped out to yeah. a huge lead. They gave up 30 plus points to Aaron Rodgers, who all we did was shit on the dude all year. They gave up 30 and- plus points to, to Jared Goff and the Lions, 30 plus points to Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. What I'm saying is anytime they've played an a real quarterback. Now we're talking about the realest quarterback. They get lit up, bro. And guess what? I did some digging. The Chiefs played the defensive coordinator of the Eagles and this Eagles team not too long ago. Mahomes threw five touchdowns. (laughs) (laughs) So, and yeah, I know he had Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill went crazy in that game. I get it. 
But like, bro, I think Mahomes is going to have a monster game on Sunday. Let me ask you, Nick, you, uh, you, you're a Dragon Ball Z fan? I'm not. I'm not into no. like anime like that. No. Did that just ruin right. our relationship? No, no, no. I'm not a huge anime guy either, but I, you know, I like Dragon Ball Z. It was always a cool show growing up. But yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes, you know, you may not get this, but he's going to reach his final form over 9,000. Like, I think he's going to go fucking crazy in this game and just dominate the game. Again, maybe he doesn't throw five touchdowns, but I think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes come out and flex a little bit and remind everyone that he is him. Um, it's, been, it's crazy. He's been... <laughs> The guy's winning the MVP this year, and I feel like he's just been disrespected all playoffs long. Yeah, and let's not forget the last time he was in the Super Bowl, it didn't go that well for him. He threw no touchdown passes in that game. He had a bunch right. of – Which I, I was going to say, which is another thing that's being talked about is how is this Chiefs offensive line going to be able to slow down the Eagles' pass rush? And if you remember that pat, the last Super Bowl where the Chiefs lost to the Bucks, the offensive line was like – the, the scapegoat there because Patrick Mahomes is running for his life almost all game. I think that Chiefs offensive line is going to really come into this game with a little chip on their shoulder. I know maybe different players, but still, they don't want to be the reason that the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes lose a second Super Bowl um, in five years. So uh, I, I think the offensive line is good. We're going to see a very good game from them. They got a couple pro bowlers. They got guys who can play. And yeah, I think the, the, the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, the Eagles defense um, will be exposed a little bit. Like, did you see Brandon Ayuk, the interview he was doing yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that, how he said if he could bet all the money that he has, which usually means that no one's going to make that bet anyway, right? From all the years of of, of doing sports betting and gambling, anyone, anytime you hear someone go, oh, dude, I'd bet my house on it, they're not betting anything on it. <laughs> but, yeah, he said that he will put his money on the Chiefs to win this one. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you know I like to think I know something, but I think Brandon Ayuk knows the game of football a little better than me, you, or and a lot of people probably commenting on it. So, yeah, I, I think the Eagles defense is, you know, I don't want to say they're fraudulent because they have a lot of good players. They have a lot of really good players on that defense, but they haven't really been tested. Um, you know, there's been 13 games with the strength of schedule difference of 10 or more spots. The Eagles ranked 31st this year in strength of schedule. The Chiefs are 16. Um, the team that played the harder schedule is 10 and three straight up in the Super Bowl. Um, so that's something to think about too. He and he being Pat Mahomes has never closed as an underdog in a playoff game. When they played the Bengals, he actually closed as the favorite, but he was the underdog for the first time in his career to open in, in that game. This will be the first time that he closes if the line stays the same, which it's been at one and a half pretty much since, like, the last time we did our show last Monday. It's been at one and a half. This will be the first time that he would be a underdog in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. Mahomes is 18-6-1 against the spread as a favorite of three points or less or as an underdog in his career. So... When it's when it's under a field goal, he's basically automatic. Yeah, and in those games, um, his team averages over thirty-two points a game. So um, Patrick Mahomes doesn't like being disrespected, is what is what we can, can gather from that, right? And again, very similar to that Bengals game. I know the Chiefs ended up closing as a short favorite, but even in this game all of the money is on the Eagles, like public, even sharp betters are on the Eagles. And, you know, typically you want to be on the same side as, uh, as the sharp betters, but sharp betters or, you know, the people who move the lines, we'll call them, uh, are eight and seven against the spread over the last 15 Super Bowls that the line has moved. So, you know, this, uh, the odds makers open this up as chiefs minus two and a half. So that, that tells you what, what the books thought of this game. And obviously very quickly, all the money started coming in on the Eagles and they just adjusted it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I love the Chiefs here. The, these are once in a lifetime opportunities we're getting where, again, we're getting the best player. Like for if Tom Brady was on the Chiefs, would he be an underdog in this game? Mm, probably not. I think public perception would have pushed him to be the favorite. What about Aaron Rodgers? Oof. I don't know. 
That one I don't feel as confident answering as I do with Brady. But yeah, this is a this is this is a spot that we're gonna have to like yo, here's the thing, right? I don't wanna I don't wanna look back at this game like four or five years from now, and Mahomes is has four Super Bowls at this point, right? <laughs> and you're like, damn, bro, we really bet against Mahomes. Like this is this is what it's becoming. This is what it's becoming. No, yeah, absolutely, right? Like, you know, Brady retired. Mahomes is the next GOAT. Like, the guy's resume already five years in is impeccable. Uh, and it, it doesn't seem like he's slowing down anytime soon. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it almost has a feel similar to, like, those Patriots Super Bowls where maybe the Patriots didn't have the best team, but they had great coaching. They had Tom Brady, and they just got it done. They're, they won. And the Chiefs, like, you you could say what you want about them. They're they're just winners. Like that franchise has a winning environment around it, right? Like they've been to five straight AFC championship games. Andy Reid, you go back to his time in Philly, how many NFC championship games did he go to straight? Like the guy just gets it done and he's he's an amazing coach. So, you know, I think the Chiefs have the, the quarterback edge. They have the coaching edge. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love the Chiefs in this spot, man. I have one more prop I want to run by you. And I think this guy is going to go bananas in the Super Bowl. And he's on the Eagles. And it's number 11, A.J. Brown. He's been pretty quiet. He's been pretty quiet for a couple of weeks now, bro. Didn't really go crazy in either of the playoff games. Towards the tail end of the season, didn't go that wild. And I think he can have a moment in this Super Bowl. I love his receiving total over 72 and a half. Again, if you bet this last week, like I was talking about, it was at 67 and a half. That's five extra yards. We saw this happen last year with Cooper Cup where it opened up at like 98 and a half and it ended up closing at like 108 and a half, like a full 10 yards. It still went under, but everyone was just hammering the over, over, over. And I think A.J. Brown has a monster game in the Super Bowl as well. For as confident as I am in the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes to play well, I think A.J. Brown is going to be the guy on Philly that puts up a big game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, you just look at what the Chiefs defense has done all year. They're one of the worst teams in DVOA versus opposing number one wide receivers. Like you remember early in the season, it was just a lock just to take the other team's best wide receiver to go over their yards. Like Devontae Adams was cooking them. Every number one receiver was cooking this Chiefs defense. Uh, and then obviously Sneed goes down against the Bengals. So, you know, how healthy is he going to be? Um, yeah, I, I think AJ Brown is poised for a big game. And, you know, in the Super Bowl, we... We see it in years past. Like, that's when the stars come out. That's when, that's when the stars are there to shine. And that's Jalen Hurts' number one target. So, you know, first Super Bowl for Hurts. I think, you know, he's going to rely on his security blanket, Goddard and A.J. Brown. And uh, I, I like both of those plays. I got a question for you about Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Do you consider mm -hmm. this game being a bye week for them? I, mean, I guess you have to, right? Right, because they didn't play the week before. The reason why I mention that is because ever since Patrick Mahomes has entered the league, he's 4-0 coming off a bye in the playoffs. Well, how is that possible? Because they lost the Super Bowl to the Bucks. Then that's someone lied to me. Okay. Well, we got to fire that guy. We got to fire this guy. Yeah. Let me tell you, we ain't, we ain't doing amateur hour here, folks. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no it's, it's actually right. So... Technic te so technically, this isn't a buy. I was just trying to paint the picture of it being a buy since they right. didn't play this week. But yeah, they are they are undefeated with Mahomes. But it, it didn't turn out to be as cool as I thought this would be as I was reading it to you. <laughs> my, my, my bad. But yo, Andy, but no, Reed, I, I get what you're saying. So technically, he, he would be what five and one, right? Because yeah. you, you, you're not including both Super Bowls. You won right. one, lost one. Yeah, but extra so time. Either way. But, but, yeah, either way, the math's in your favor there. Extra time to prepare. Super Bowl stats. First team to score has won the Super Bowl in 37 of the 56 Super Bowls. That's 66%. The underdog has covered in 12 of the past 15 Super Bowls. Underdogs have won 9 of the 15 Super Bowls outright. And the over-under is at 50 and a half. First TD stats, Kenny. Wide receiver, 25 times. Running back, 16 times. Defense and special teams, 
five times, tight ends five times, quarterbacks four times, and fullbacks twice. These are your first TD stats. And then Super Bowl MVP, the quarterback has won it 31 times. 12 of the past 19 Super Bowls have been won by Super Bowl MVPs, excuse me, have been won by quarterbacks. Wide receivers have won it eight times. Five of the past 19 have been wide receivers. And I want to end the show with us giving out MVP picks. The reason why is because I was on Edelman 25 to 1 that year to win Super Bowl MVP. I was on Debo the year that the Niners and the Chiefs went. And I think he had like seven catches at halftime. I was like, yo, Debo might be the MVP. It was 50 to 1. He didn't get it. Ended up being Pat Mahomes. I was on Gronk in the Bucks Super Bowl, which I felt like he should have been the MVP. He scored two touchdowns. And if he then, doesn't get tripped up on that on that one down the seam in the I think it was like the third or fourth quarter. He would have had three touchdowns. He yeah, definitely would have won it. Definitely yeah. would have won that. And then <laughs> last close, year, man. and then last year I had Cooper Cup at plus six fifty. I gave out. I had Odell. Ooh, that was looking good. That was looking very yeah, good. I, yeah, like even if he if he doesn't get hurt, right? Like I think, I think he could have won it, man. If he kept on on the pace that he was at in that yeah. game, he definitely could have won MVP. Yeah, and it brings me to this: I'm not someone that likes betting on the favorite to win the MVP. Um, I rather just play the side as opposed to playing the quarterback. There has never been a tight end to win the Super Bowl MVP. Now we got Kelsey and Dallas Goddard in this game. The only logical person, though, I can see winning MVP, Kenny, outside of Mahomes or Hurts, is Kelsey at 8-1. to one. And it's the same argument I made for Cooper Cup last year where there have been times this season, too, where I know Mahomes was the MVP of the whole, the whole league this year, but there were times where Kelsey scored, what, three touchdowns twice he's done that? Like, if Kelsey has one of those games where – eight for 150 and three touchdowns and Mahomes throws four touchdowns. It's going to be hard to give it to Mahomes, bro. Especially if the, if the touchdowns end up being like the game ceiling touchdown or, or the one that like propelled them to bring it home. That, that would be my argument for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I, I I'm totally with you on that. If you know, I, I bet the chiefs rather than taking Mahomes for MVP, even though you, if, in theory, you have better odds if you take the Mahomes bet, right? And more than likely, if the Chiefs win, Mahomes will probably win MVP. But yeah, if there's anyone else you want to put your money on, I think Travis Kelsey is probably your best bet. And then when you look at the odds, eight to one, uh, it, it's it's not not a bad bet at all because you're right. If he if he does go for three touchdowns, um, you know we saw Gronk do it in, in the Super Bowl, the Bucks one, where he was dominating that game, and a third touchdown probably would have put him over the edge. I could see Travis Kelsey having a very similar game here. Uh, against the Eagles. But if you had to pick an MVP, who would it be? Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, I, I think when you just look at everything involved, um, you know, and I, I know they only really consider this game, but the fact he had the ankle injury, you know, he he rose up, beat the Bengals, came back second half versus the Jaguars, State Farm Stadium. It just kind of all seems like the storybook ending for Patrick Mahomes to win MVP, win his second Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl MVP, and we'll probably see a, a nice state, state Farm commercial next year. You know what's going to be hilarious, bro? And I know you had asked this on the last episode, but I actually got the research for it. Whoever wins this game on Sunday will have more wins in Arizona Stadium this season than the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's... uh. It's kind of like that Detroit Lions one where the Bills had their game switched against the Browns, so they had to play in Detroit. Yep. And then the following week, they played the Lions, and they showed on the screen uh, when the Bills were beating the Lions, the Lions haven't won back-to-back -back games in Detroit since, like, 2015, and the Bills just did it. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty embarrassing for the Cardinals. We should have led off with this prop because it's what really starts the game, but are you a, are you a coin toss better? I mean, <laughs> not really. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's a fun bet if you, if you want to throw a couple bucks on it. You got to go tails, right? Tails never fails. So all time, thirty tails to twenty six heads. However, four of the last five 
have been heads. So Tails has failed you. And again, they're not a sponsor, but I will say this. There are a couple of books out there that are actually giving you even odds on a coin toss. Bet it if that's the case. But if you're going to bet the coin toss and lay juice, you deserve to be scammed. You deserve to be hustled. It's the only way to put it. If you're paying minus 114, minus 120, if you're paying anything like that, bro, I, I remember one time, dude, I was I was hanging out with someone who uh, I grabbed dinner with someone recently, and they they're in like the sports betting industry, they're odds makers and whatnot. And I asked him about this, and he told me he he sets it at like minus one fifteen. I'm like, yo, why why minus one fifteen? Why would you do that? Like, isn't that you know that's you're kind of insulting your 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 audience. You're insulting like the the better. He goes. Let me tell you something. If you're laying minus 115 on a coin toss, I deserve to to hustle you. I was like, you know what? <laughs> that's a that's a good point, bro. That's a good point. I bet the coin toss like with my friends. I'll be like, yeah, I'll do heads. Here's 10 bucks. Here's 20 bucks. But I'm not going to a sports book to bet on the coin toss. You are out of your mind if you think I'm doing that. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have some real problems if you're taking money out of your bank account that you worked hard for to go bet on a coin toss, right? Like it's uh but I mean, hey, you got 50 50 odds. My uh, producer in there is talking about red and black. That's not the case because you also have the green on the roulette too. So you're not yeah, really zero, getting that. double zero. And plus, roulette is like there's a thrill of roulette. Yeah, you know, and like you always, roulette, roulette is. And you always got to bet. Better. You got to bet on red, right? Like entourage, you got to bet to see if it's gonna be a good night. Anytime you go to the casino, yeah, red is. That's that's what I say. Red is bread. You 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 want to win some money? You go in, you put it down on red, and you get out. One one spin, you're out. Before we wrap up. I want to do a same game parlay with you. I want you to give me okay. your your three favorite player pops, and then I'll give my three favorite, and this will be the VM, the VM same game parlay. There's a couple that we agree, there's a couple that we agree on, but yeah, you give you give me yours, and I'll punch them in as we're going. All right, so we'll go Kelsey anytime, touchdown. Um. Can you, can, I guess I can include everything, right? Like Kelsey catches or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. You could do all that. Yeah. Um, let's go Kelsey. Anytime Mahomes over passing yards. Quez Watkins under one and a half catches. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go Dallas Goddard. Anytime. What were the odds on the one I gave you? The one that you gave me was plus 400. Okay. Now, we're going to go with Dallas Goddard anytime. Going to go A.J. Brown over 70-plus yards. We're both on the Chiefs, right? Yep. And then Chiefs money line, 40-1. to one. What if you go Chiefs minus two and a half? You you are something else. Just saying, <laughs> you know, what, you don't think Mahomes is winning by a few. We, we all know how this game is probably going to come down to. It's going to be a tie game. Someone's going to have a ball. It's going to come down, kick a field goal, win, win the game, right? So, some heroics are going to happen at the end. It's just how how they set the game up, man. The so, script. So Chiefs, yeah, the script. That's been, that's been great to indulge on social media. Uh, so if you do... Chiefs alternate spread minus two and a half. The parlay is 42 to one. So $2 more. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. But that it kind of tells you what they're thinking is happening there, you know? Yeah. Dude, Kelsey Goddard, anytime touchdowns. Mahomes over 292 and a half. Watkins under one and a half receptions. AJ Brown seventy yards, and then Chiefs money line to win the Super Bowl. That's the parlay, bro. I'm screenshotting this and I'm forcing you to bet it. Cause I know you're gonna be like, "Oh, I don't do parlays." Right, we're doing parlays, bro. <laughs> so what? What? Uh, what's the biggest bet you ever put in on the Super Bowl? The Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> is that? Is it really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I put nine hundred dollars on them to show the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, but on a but on a side. 
on a side, but it was a homer pick though, bro. Like I, I bet five hundred dollars on the the Giants to beat the Patriots in Super Bowl forty six when when I was there. Um, but like, I don't know if I wasn't a Giants fan if I was making that bet. To be honest with you, so that would be it, it would be that one. But I, this weekend I got I got pretty hefty amount of money on the Chiefs, so this would this would propel itself to the top. Yeah, this is uh, th- this will be tied probably right around with the Bucks a couple years ago for me for the second most. The most, uh, unfortunately, was a losing losing effort for myself against the Eagles. Um, my roommate at the time, he had this great idea. It sounded great to me, but looking back, not so much. He was like, "Dude, you know, you've been crushing football all year." He's like, and at the time we used to split accounts, like so we would split everything 50-50, right? So he was like, "Dude, you've been crushing it all year." What I want you to do is everything you like this week, I want you to parlay with the Patriots money line against the Eagles. And I was like, all right, I like that idea. It makes sense. Come game time, obviously, we're down a little because I have lost some bets. So we're already down going into the Super Bowl. But if the, if the Patriots win against the Eagles that game, which the Patriots were favorites, we just need them to win, not cover anything, we would have won over 70000 Um And obviously, we know how that played out. So that, that was the biggest loss I've ever taken on, on a single game. Uh, that one hurt pretty bad. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine Brady had the ball. I'm sitting there watching the game again by myself. I'm sitting there. Brady gets the ball. End of the game time. Couple minutes left. Couple timeouts. And I'm like, oh my god, I got this. This, this yeah. is the situation. If you told me going into the game, end of the game situation, Brady's got the ball. You just need points. I would have told you, I, I, give me that situation every day of the week, twice on Sunday, because Brady is is him he's going to get it done and uh sack fumble there there goes seventy thousand just like that Jeez, and then and then imagine watching that game with someone and they got a 25 dollar bet on the eagles and they're celebrating their ass off on that and you're just like bro this, this is why i watch games by myself yeah we wouldn't i wouldn't be friends with that person anymore in that situation yeah yeah, yeah. you can't you can't you can't kenny this was fun man Oh, I thought you were going to go on a little rant. I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, you know, no, sometimes no. I do that. I'm a no, man, it's, it's always fun. I love doing these shows with you. You know, chemistry's building. We're getting better at these as we go. I know football's ending, but we got college basketball, baseball coming up. It's my best sport. So we'll keep turning out the winners for the people. Monday winners. Once again, let's see if this part. Yo, if this parlay hits, bro, there's going to be things of legend. Like good legend. Yeah, because we can use this. We'll use this as the money. What we're talking about, we want to do a couple of contests next year. So, um, you know, I, Right, we just put it right into that. Yeah, there's a buy-in. Kenny, let the people know where they can find you. Come on, man. They should already know by now. But if you don't, step your game up. Kenny bets big. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, here with Nick every Monday. Uh, I do Moxie Bets. That's a podcast over on ESP, YouTube's ESPN, ESPN's betting YouTube channel. Um, you can find that there. And obviously, Instagram is where people know me from. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find all things VM. And there'll be two more episodes this week. There's going to be a big UFC preview. I have a special guest coming on for that one for the big card down under in Australia between Islam Makachev and Volkanovsky. have a special guest for that. And then with Allen, we're doing the X's and O's breakdown for the Super Bowl so tag us please spread the word on this episode in particular and we'll catch you guys later this week